sit down, hang out, chit-chat, discuss a handful of ideas that have been bouncing around inside my head, see if we can't take those ideas for ourselves and go out and get the conversation started with friends, family, the people we meet on the street, or maybe we just get those gears turning within our own head and see where it takes us. So what's the determination on keeping a car alive, keeping a car on the road? My coworker's sibling has a car, surprise, surprise, and having problems keeping coolant in the vehicle. It's just disappearing, and somewhere between disappearing, it's leaving the radiator, it's still in the reservoir, and so there's two immediate options. Me not being the standard mechanic for the car, I can only go on speculation on information, third-hand information that's been passed down to me, and it could be... As small as a bad radiator cap. It's just not working how it's supposed to be working. A little $10, $15 fix. But it could be as large as an intensive repair as a head gasket repair. And that, I can see a couple Benjamin Franklins leave your wallet in a hurry. Two, four, six thousand dollar kind of job. And so how do you justify a repair on something like this? It's kind of hard. It could even be more than that. And in addition to the time that the car is down, could be looking upwards of $10,000 to fix this car. How do you justify that? You could go out and get a brand new car for, well, I guess $10,000 is probably on par with a reliable form of transportation in the used car market. $500 cars no longer seem to exist. And you're, I guess that new $500 car is kind of like a $1,500 car. It may run, it may drive, it may get you down the road, but who knows for how long. Actually, a little funny bit the other day, window shopping on Craigslist, as you do. My SUV of choice, had I the time and the money to be able to invest in something like that, would be early 2000s Range Rover. Pick those up rather cheap, as long as you're willing to replace the head gaskets and then deal with all the fun electricity issues that come along with vehicles like that and failure of the mode electric motors and either way window shopping looking at a couple of them engine knock can't drive need to tow need to do the head gaskets only overheated once just once i'm sure and they all want three to four thousand dollars for a non-running vehicle i'm sure it's pristine otherwise and maybe there's some justification to that but if I'm not doing the work myself, that's a, you know, again, a couple bills just disappearing on me. Kind of tough to justify buying a car for three to four grand that immediately needs work. But what if you've already invested this time and money into your vehicle? You've already bought the vehicle for $10,000, just got some new tires on it, $800, $1,200. Maybe you're driving a pickup truck and you're looking at $2,500 on tires. And not the fancy kind either, just the ones that are appropriate for a work truck. Maybe you've got all those custom bumper stickers. Can't just go out and get new ones of those. But then again, you're getting a new car. 
new car requires a new personality or has a new personality. Get the bumper stickers that fit. But what if you don't have new tires invested into it? Don't have all those bumper stickers taking up your back windshield. Is it worth the four to $6,000 to pay someone else to fix the head gasket? Maybe. How expensive is the car? Did you buy the car for three to $5,000? It might be worth it. If you think that you're going to get another three to five years out of the vehicle without any major hiccups, without your simple wear and tear items that need to be replaced, tires being one of them, as expensive as they are, you can't just justify not replacing those and just getting rid of the car. Cost you more to get a new car with who knows what kind of tires than it is just to get new tires. Now, if you have one of them, they're fancy unicorn $500 vehicles. It's obviously not going to be worth it to pay anybody to do anything to that vehicle. Because as soon as you pay more than $500 for someone to do something else to that vehicle, you're not getting your money back out of it. I was actually recalling a story earlier today about how one of my vehicles was one of those clunkers that you had. $500 clunker. I went now. And I got new tires for it at one point. Probably cost $600. More than the cost of the vehicle. But I thought, I found them to be a good investment. For the length of time I expected to have the vehicle. And a better traction source than the bare minimum. Simplest set of tires that I could get. Probably for maybe 350 all four around. And I used those tires. Those tires lasted the length of time that I had the vehicle. And a period of time after the second owner. Uh, owner after me owned that vehicle. So it turned out to be a decent investment. Didn't get all of my money's worth, but I got some of it back. But when you also have that, we'll just call this a $10,000 car. Who knows how much it really is. Kind of hurts to pay that four grand. Especially if you just bought the car. Then that hurts. But if you've owned the car for a period of time, two to four years, and then this happens, again, it's not convenient. We're going to leave convenience out of this. But cost effective, four grand is cheaper than a new $10,000 vehicle. Again, with all who knows what kind of problems come with it. Or maybe you know that in six months it was going to need new tires and who knows what kind of brakes are going on. And, you know, the transmission is on its way out because I never keep up on the oil line. Who knows the last time I've done an oil change? Let it go by the wayside. Buy yourself that new $10,000 vehicle drive it into the ground again and stuff like this isn't necessarily the fault of a lack of basic maintenance funny thing about this car is it doesn't have a temperature gauge it has a temperature light it's got a blue light when it's cold no light when it's at operating temperature and apparently the red light only comes on when the engine is overheating what a fantastic design you get to no monitor on the vitals of your vehicle but something like this isn't a problem for electric vehicles. Don't have to worry about overheating. Yeah, tires wear and tear, especially with a heavier vehicle with the constant weight of the battery always on there. But again, tires, negligible. All vehicles need new tires at certain points. The UV from the sun chews them away, let alone the micro bits that wear and tear away as we just drive straight speed limit down the road not taking corners significantly faster than we ever would ever do, especially in front of cops. But electronics have failures. It's what they do. 
We say there's no moving parts, but there's plenty of moving parts within an electric vehicle. It's all the electrons, not necessarily the same as physically moving parts. Are electrons physical matter? Or are they just energy fields bouncing around? Capacitors, resistors, and all the other fancy bits within the inner workings, the pipes of the electronic car, have wear and tear cycles. Tend to last a little bit longer unless there's a failure within the production aspect of everything and they mix things up just a little bit wrong. But again, no radiator caps and head gaskets to worry about replacing. Sometimes there's a problem with the car and they just reboot it, run a hard reset over the Wi Fi network, over the 5G networks, reboot your car. Maybe you increase your subscription price. And they give you an extra 50 miles per distance traveled or per full charge. There's a fun thing about Teslas is they don't go to the shop. I'm sure they do. We get no oil changes, but when a Tesla needs a repair, Tesla goes out with their little cars. Probably got supercomputers in the back of them. Go out, plug the car in, do their diagnostics. Figure out why they've got that blue screen of death. Again, do the hard reboot change something out and call it good but I was wondering what happens when those circuit boards go out you can't necessarily go in and just start tearing out parts of your Tesla especially if you haven't paid it off yet bank still owns it Tesla doesn't want you messing with it they've got that proprietary coding that goes on in every one of their chipsets and so if a board fries not by your fault you're not hot riding the car you're just driving it around And it just shorts out. What kind of repair is that? Could someone be crafty enough to repair it for pennies on the dollar? Extracting the board, figuring out which little resistor decided to pop. Or is it cheaper, quicker, and easier just to replace that whole printed circuit board, that whole PCB, and call it good? Now, I would say replace the PCB, send it back in, get the exchange bit, let them invest in all the oscilloscopes and the testing bits to see where it's all wrong or maybe they do the hard part for you and they just lump that printed circuit board right into the trash you don't have to feel the guilt of it filling up a landfill that's tesla's fault or whichever ev car is going on oh evs the new cadillac celeste i don't like it off the top of my head it's coming out with 115 3d printed parts within the greater aspect of that car. Some of them structural, which makes it for a very unique car. Very interesting. And I wonder how some of those pieces will be replaced when the car starts to break down after just normal wear and tear. No major accidents. Again, the sun's UV, eating away at things, the potholes in the road, shaking and shimmying the car, opening and closing the doors. The doors on that new car, no door handles, but buttons, and they'll pop open power doors, little motorized bits to help you open and close these doors. Oh, they don't make things like they used to, and they don't make things like they used to. There's a planned obsolescence in things. There's only so many times that they're supposed to open and close, turn on and off, take a beating one way or another, and in some ways they have greatly improved resistance and the resilience of things in other ways they've made it so you can't repair them can't fix them so that way you have to go back to them 
something to be said about owning a Ford. Fix or repair daily, but at least you can fix it. At least you can repair it. And just because you're in there every day just means you get better and better at knowing what parts go where. Don't have to think twice about what wrench or socket to grab. But if you don't want to do all the maintenance, the fixing of your vehicle, there's always that lease option. If you're willing to plunk down a chunk of change, was I reading an older article about $4,500 just to have the privilege to lease a vehicle. And then anywhere from $400 to $800 a month on the average to have this brand new vehicle that you only get to have for three years, four years, five years, not allowed to drive it over a certain number of miles. You can buy it at the end of it, unless it's a Tesla. Tesla, if you lease it, you don't get to keep it. You have to buy a new one afterwards. At least with the gasoline engines, you can take some of that price, that money you invested, and be able to take that car home and make it your own officially. But under a lease, the dealership will take care of all your basic maintenance, making sure that you do come in to get the oil changes, the fluids checked up, the brakes checked out. Make sure you're not abusing their vehicle because it's still their vehicle. You're only borrowing it guaranteed borrowing it and when it's all said and done if you don't want to buy the car and then be responsible for when the head gasket goes or is it just the radiator cap you get an easy switch out trade up trade in and i'm sure there's benefits and payoffs because you've already invested some money into their company as far as plunking money down for a lease that they make it easier for you to get another lease is there another forty five hundred dollar deposit that I do not know. But now with these EVs, I got no head gaskets, no radiator caps. But they got those batteries. Batteries that only last a certain number of years. Do you want to be stuck with having to replace that EV battery? I was talking to a buddy a couple months ago. He's having to look at cutting costs and figuring things out. And I made the silly suggestion of selling his second car and replacing it with a Prius. But when you can get a Prius... For $6,000 that has had the battery replaced. And hopefully you don't get your butt kicked when you pull into the office parking lot. But gas mileage is a lot better. More or less be able to pay for everything. But if you don't want to be stuck with paying however much money. Too much money for a Prius. And then having to pay a chunk of change to replace the battery. And not be able to get a lot of money back out of that vehicle. There's two car companies. Canoe. C-A-N-O-O and Fisker, F-I-S-K-A-R, two car companies that are offering subscription services, not leases. But they might as well be leases, just kind of said just a little bit differently, because they're going to maintain the software upgrades on your vehicle. Because if something can be programmed, it can be hacked. When it's all over the internet, it's always a new vulnerability that's been released. That's why we always have to Upgrade to the latest deal. Someone, some hacker, some punk kid with too much free time on their hand figured out some way to work around something by doing something else. Messing with the firmware and the software in ways that the developers never thought was going to be a big problem. But lo and behold, now your little button for your door doesn't open your door because your phone got hacked because you received a spam text message. Oh, technology. Make things easier and it makes things more difficult. 
needing an app to sell or use your car, Tesla, Audi, having an app for your car, prove or use features. Give me a key. Give me two keys. Give me a key for the door and a key for the ignition. Then make it a stick shift. All the riffraff won't know what to do with the vehicle. But the canoe, weird looking car, fly-by-wire steering system, very unique kind of setup. It'll definitely have its place in society on what it's able to bring. Kind of interested in it. Not going to own it. Not going to lease it. And I'm not paying $700 a month for a subscription to it. Now, within that subscription, though, it does take care of basic maintenance, insurance, and charging for when you go to charging stations at at least the approved charging stations. If you go off network, then you get to pay that bill. Maintenance. Again, we talked about maintenance being a lot cheaper unless tires just shred and go away on this car. EVs are lower maintenance except for that battery. And I guess under a subscription service, you subscribe to it for a month or a year and deal with it and use it how you feel fit and turn it back in. And then they turn around and do their 13-point inspection or 47-point inspection or 103, whatever the number they choose to use to justify all their costs. Certify that the battery is A-OK and good for another few years before it needs to be scheduled to be replaced. And then they will actually have the money, the time, and the investment of the resources to properly break down and Reuse that battery for all methods that it needs to be done, broken down. So it doesn't just end up in the landfill like some guy owning a Chevy, a Mopar, or a Ford might do. How dare they fix their own car and just let the battery sit on the side of their house and power their home. You're not supposed to reduce, reuse, and recycle that way. Or maybe the battery is toast. It gets a little bit of rain on it. It's got a crack in it. That rain happens, that lithium ignites, catches the whole town on fire. That would be a bad thing. So how do we justify the repairs on the car? Do we take it to the mechanic and pay them for the merely the diagnosis and hope that they're a good mechanic? Hope you found a good mechanic, but let's say they are. You've got yourself a really good mechanic, one that you can trust. And maybe they charge you $50 just to tell you all you need is a radiator cap. If they're a good mechanic, they'll just replace the radiator cap for you. Us and Stellar One will still charge you the $10 to fix it, replace it. But that $50 also could tell you maybe it's a water pump. Maybe it's just the water pump gasket. Maybe it is the head gasket. Took them a little bit extra longer, but verify that it's cylinder number four that's leaking, causing all your problems. And you can get that justification. Make it easy. Or you got that electric vehicle. You call up customer service or whoever it is. Press 3 for Bob. He will help you with your car. Tell you what's wrong with it. Oh, your tire pressure on number on your back left tire is low. That's what's going on. Thanks, Bob. The only way you get money out of a car is by driving it. By using it. That is unless you own a 1954 pink Cadillac Fleetwood Series 60. Then you're allowed to keep that in the garage. Should keep it in the garage. Maybe, maybe only drive it on Sundays on the weekend when the sun's out. Not too bright. You don't want the heat from the road to be too hot. Keep that car in pristine condition. 
keep the fluids checked regular and cycle through to make sure that they don't get extra corrosive on you and wear and tear on the vehicle. So that way you can drive it around, be proud to show it off. Or again, do you find that subscription service? Let someone else take all the struggle on making sure your car stays how it's supposed to be. But it's all talking points, gear-turning ideas, mere thoughts that have been bouncing around through my head in hopes that we can get the conversation started. And I'm Billy Bones, B-I-L-L-Y-B-O-N, the number three S. You find me on Twitter, in Mastodon, Twitter, at Billy Bones, on Mastodon, the Fetty Birch, at Billy Bones at NoAgendaSocial.com. Go there, retweet the tweet, lose the two. When I send out the show, maybe you just say hello. Many options available in 140 characters or less. But if you don't got the SOS meds, you've got a website, BillyBones.com. Go there, find show notes, small number today, and past episodes, and links, all sorts of links to all things Billy Bones. And one that says value for value. Because I release this podcast free of charge, no paywalls, no sponsors, no one to tell me what I can or cannot say in hopes that you find value out of it. And if you did, the first thing that I ask that you do is you give this show a share. Again, maybe someone else finds a talking point, gets the gears turning, and we can all figure out whether or not we're changing which car parts. But if you found that this show was worth a monetary value, be that US dollar Satoshis, you click that value for value button. It'll take you to PayPal. You chip in, you donate, you support the show, the number that you feel is appropriate. Or you'd be like today's two executive producers. We had 211 Satoshis sent in from Red Beer Jake W during Fast Food Gut. And then 93 from an individual named KR on House Slippers. Thank you both. And to everybody else, I love you. Thank you very much for listening. And I will talk to you next week.